If you are a dog trainer or dog business owner, check out my free marketing masterclass for pet pros at www.freedbytraining.com unleash, or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to Dog Training Bites Bites Bites. The show where canine professionals share their key takeaways, big aha moments, and hardest lessons learned from working with dogs. I'm Madison, certified dog trainer and behavior consultant, and dogs are my life. Every day I get to coach guardians and other trainers into a deeper understanding of canine behavior. But let's face it, sometimes dog training really bites. And that's okay, because when it does, we learn a lot. This pod, 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 podcast, podcast is all about sharing the lessons learned from experience. Because the stories of when it got tough or when we made a mistake, that's when we learn the lessons worth learning. Worth learning. And it's time we share those with the world. I'll be talking to dog, dog, dog trainers and other pet professionals about times that working with dogs, well, bit. Not literally. Not literally. Maybe literally. What's most important here on this show, what did they walk away with? What did they learn? What did they learn? How did it shape their approach today? today, today, today? In this teaser episode, I'm sharing a tiny bite-sized clip from every guest you're going to hear from in season one. Dog Training Bites premieres on Tuesday, February 27th with two episodes and two queens of dog training, Jerry Sheriff and Amelia Steele. It's time to get hype for a season of personal stories and hard-earned lessons from the pros who have already been there. This is season one of Dog Training Bites. So sometimes it's sort of like taking the step out of the experience that you're in and reflecting back on that. And, you know, the same goes for these behavioral cases. So if we're working, let's say, with a client that has a, a reactive dog, but actually we're seeing, well, they're not so reactive anymore and they can go out and do these walks. When I think when people sit down and write it and put it yeah. into writing they can actually see like, okay, this is the reality of my situation right now, rather than sort of projecting a, a reality into the situation that doesn't exist. So I find that really helps from a client perspective. I started training her. We go to the vet. They did a free DNA test. Turns out she's 12.5% Portuguese water dog. It's like, what? Here I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, you know, like my dog's got waves, her hair is shiny and but her, her nose started getting longer and longer. And I'm like, mm. and my, my wife's like, that's a lab. She gets fluffier. She's like, mm, it's a doodle. <laughs> and it brought this epiphany to me that made me question, what am I doing here? What is, what is the point of doing this? Do I actually need to not let him sniff or should he be sniffing? Um, why is he pulling? You know, mm. what about his emotions? What about his feelings? Rather than just looking at that one behavior of, Pulling on leash is a bad thing, right? And that sparked my interest into uh, behavior and it really got me looking at the inside of the dog, what's happening from an emotional level, what's happening from why they're doing the behaviors, not just the, the, the symptoms. You know, when you look at a dog and you're like, you're gonna pop up in like 0 0.01 seconds, that was yeah. kind of just daily. So I incorporated one with higher rates of reinforcement followed mm -hmm. by, Hey, these are all the needs that need to be met before you even do this. Like, this is not something to just try and get your puppy to chill out because you right. don't have time to do any exercise. I really felt like asking for behavior a lot, depending on the dog was almost kind of moot. 
because over time, dogs will kind of sit and settle into positions when they're comfortable. I think that sometimes repeating myself to sit back down to a dog is more frustrating to them. Uh, I feel like a lot of the time, and it's not on purpose, but a lot of the time guardians just aren't listening to their dogs. Yeah. They're, they're like stuck in that, uh, like a, like a linear kind of mind frame based on the old school knowledge that we have about dogs in the general public. And they're just kind of stuck in that. I will not allow a dog to continue in this process. If I think that they're a bite risk, if I think that they're too scared to, you know, eat or play, or just if they yeah. can't relax, I'd rather lose their business because I told them that they weren't a candidate for group class, than keep them in there and push them back. When they are having a lot of really intense emotions about their dog's behaviors, there's an expectation floating in there somewhere that is contributing to that. Maybe you just wanted a dog to be going on hikes with you, or you wanted a dog that would love to lay with your kids on the couch or what it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. But the fact that that's still there and we're not always checking in with it and picking up on where it's it's showing up for us, it it just trips us up. It gets in the way of our ability to connect with the dog that we have and bond and find joy with the dog that is in front of us, regardless of their, again, quote unquote, behavioral challenges. In Raisin's case, I was like, she is over threshold. She cannot train. So we were on a break from walks. If you follow the ready to work protocol, she was failing on all elements. There was no, no one was communicating on the other end of the loop, right? Yeah. But then it was like, wait a second. What if there's a function to her staring? And what if there's actually a need to it? Because you look at her and sometimes the staring would lead to a lunge. But if we're being honest, 98% of the time it didn't, right? And then she would actually just settle and just watch the world pass. Yeah, I think that would have probably been her only option. Um, So I would definitely say that, you know, if you start to notice that kind of aggression in your dogs, you know, there's behavior specialists, there are veterinary behavior specialists, there are just training behavior specialists that can really help you assess whether your environment is going to be productive or safe for the rest of your pets. And I think even though it's a hard decision, those are the, those are the things that you have to do in order to keep not only yourself safe, but everyone else in your household safe. I think that it's made me a little bit more sensitive and just aware of if our dogs are doing something that we don't necessarily agree with, um, you know, what are, what are we doing? How are we reacting to them? And is Are we rushing over them and saying, no, 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 and kind of impeding on their space and kind of adding to this, um, you know, um, influx of of energy and arousal that we have going? Or are we able to kind of observe the situation and actually regulate our emotions a little bit better in order to kind of communicate with our dogs? What I thought I was doing was teaching him that this is unacceptable. I don't like that you're doing that. You know, essentially, please stop. But what it ended up doing was he was communicating things to me that were very important about his comfort level. He was communicating things to me that I needed to be listening to rather than suppressing because what, what he needed to, what he needed in those moments was to have me ease him into those scenarios in a different way, not to correct him, not to just shut him down, shut him down. And, you know, dogs have a, you know, dogs have a 
a step process to how they go from feeling uncomfortable to feeling agitated to reacting, right? And right. what I had done was essentially muted his warning system. I already knew this before, but it validated in me that you are responsible for the people that walk across your path that ask mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. And not, this makes me so emotional. <laughs> you are responsible. Your hand is out. You are a dog trainer. You are responsible. And when you put your hand out and they grab it, they're not grabbing your dog knowledge. That That's obvious. They need you to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. And you have to find a way to do it really compassionately, but also to hold the line for them. Dog Training Bites was created, produced, and edited by Madison Simpson. You can connect with me on Instagram at Dog Training Bites, that's B-Y-T-E-S, and at Freed by Training. For information on guests and resources for help with your dog or dog training education, visit www.dogtrainingbites.street. Looking for more? Listen to my other show, Unpacked, a clinical dog training podcast co-hosted by Sailor Jerry the Dog Trainer and produced by Straight Up Dog Talk, LLC.